I'm Jasara Roberts of Biz News, and with me is Sasfin Securities' David Shapiro. David, we all saw you tweeting away during the festive period. <laughs> I guess do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. There's a host of interesting developments since we last spoke. Many of the same issues remain, that is inflation, supply chain problems, and labor mm. disruptions. There seems to be a lot of uncertainty. What's your mm. general take on sentiment in the market at the moment? I, I think it's going to be tough. And for no other reason, I'm not, when I say I'm not negative, I just think we're just going to have to work through the short-term news. And there is confusion. You know, investors are uncertain and confused about what the Fed is going to, you know, going to do. Because when the Fed minutes came out last week, there was a suggestion. If I'm, if I'm slurring, I went to the dentist. So it's not because I've been drinking, so I apologize <laughs> in advance. But... Um, you know, when the Fed minutes came out last week, uh, there was a suggestion that uh, they're going to accelerate tapering. And it also pointed maybe towards uh, raising rates a lot earlier than the market had expected. And this was reinforced by the job numbers that we saw. The same thing, you know, wages were going up, unemployment coming down, even though the, the absolute number of wages was below expectation. So the market's starting to build in that oh, maybe this is the surprise factor. This is the negative news that we hadn't built in or hadn't discounted that we're going to get um, a rate rises ahead of time. But Justin, what rate rises? You know, I mean, are we going to get rates going up to 3 4% or are they going to just gradually creep their way up to 1%? Because at those kind of levels, you know, we can handle it if there's not too much disruption in the market. So I'm saying that's what we've got to work through. That's the uncertainty that we have to kind of discount. Let's touch on the 2022 Crystal Challenge. 75 participants, each choosing five <laughs> stocks in an equally weighted portfolio. Purple Group, City Lodge, Sassol, PPC Process and Sabanya were among the most popular stocks. Mm. Any surprises from your side? No, I, I just, I'm absolutely fascinated because I started this almost as a joke a, a year ago, but everybody's taken to it. And, and Justin, what, what comes out of this is that um, do not uh, downgrade or underrate the intelligence that goes into some of those picks. You know, people, even though they're not putting hard money, they've thought about these stocks. And, and I'm fascinated by where they think the growth is going to come um, this year. I mean, Pitfull Yuna is always a delight. He chose Rebosis A. I didn't even know Rebosis A existed. <laughs> I knew Rebosis. But, um, and of course, it points on towards, you know, the, it'll all come out if there is a deal done. Big money can be made. So I'm watching this absolutely fascinating uh, challenge by, you know, how people think and where they would put their money in. But um, that's fun. What were your five picks, David? I'm trying to remember. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to recall. I know the JSE was one. I tried to find some financials that were underrated that had been ignored um, I still like cash build because I think a lot of money is going to be spent on building this year. Um, I'm, I'm, I sp spur group, you know, that was my consumer stock. Hopefully that people come out and start spending. These have been under pressure. And I, to be honest, I can't remember the last two. I'll have to pick them up. <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I'm an outsider completely. I mean, some of, the, some of the people coming in there are so smart and have done their work so intelligently. It's, it's, it's great.
Steinoff always gives us something to talk about. Yeah. One of oh. its mm. subsidiaries, the mattress firm, is going public again after Steinoff bought it out for $3.8 billion and delisted it in 2016. The market's now valuing Steinoff at around 25 billion rand. That's the same size as pick and pay or an AVI. Now that yeah. there's more transparency for the road ahead mm. for Steinoff, do you think there's some promise in this turnaround story? I, I, I hope so. I mean, I don't like to see companies go to the war. I know they've still got a lot of issues that they have to negotiate, particularly debt. And also, what you need is what are the substance, what, what are the structures of this new company going to be? At the moment, it's, it's mainly Pepco. You know, I don't know what else remains in there. I don't know whether Conformarama is still there. I'm not, I'm not quite sure whether what remains has the um, really the foundation to build another big business. But what you say is so true that the company has now sparked up from um, from a uh, market value of what was around four or five billion or even lower than that to 25 billion. You're now starting to talk about a company, you know, a big company again. And I was looking at the share price and, you know, to see the recovery that has been made. And a lot of people are, are backing this kind of recovery in Steinhoff. So let's see, you know, Credit to management if they can bring it back to life. You know, you've got to, there's been a lot of hard work. They've worked hard. They're getting rid of the debt and some of the claims, which I also think are not easy. And it takes a lot of effort and a lot of paperwork and a lot of emails to get to where they've got to at the moment. I see a lot of outspoken value managers on social media following mm. its outperformance versus growth in the first week of 2022. Mm. All the economic indicators are pointing towards value outperforming growth this year, but whether that actually happens remains to be seen. How are you reading the argument growth versus value at the moment, David? Uh, yeah, it's, I, I don't know whether it's really you know, value. It's companies that have been ignored during the lockdown. And, you know, if we do get normalization, which I think we're going to get because we've overcome a huge number of issues as well, um, these businesses will spark back. Justin, the question is, for how long? In other words, um, are you going to ignore a lot of the growth IT businesses that are going to really be the substance of um, uh, our lifestyles in the, years, in, the, in the years to come. Three, four, five years, we're going to be using these companies still. Are you just going to push them aside for value? Um, so I suppose this short-term plays in this value versus growth. Um, I, I, I'm very glad if some of those companies do come back to life. But I mean, um, I, I'm still remaining, I still believe in, in uh, a lot of the growth stories. And you just got to get through the cycle. Um, I like to say what's going to be there three, four, five years down the line. What are those businesses that are going to change the way that we live, change the way that we, uh, in our spending habits, and um, and you know that's where I still want to be. But but you do take pain and you take a little bit. Justin, the big one, I think the big issue at the moment, and I'm finding it fascinating, is this uh, whole renewable energy story and the shift towards investment in renewables versus. The old, um, you know, fossil fuel and uh, coal and so on. Well, <laughs> sorry, coal is fossil fuel, but I mean, it's it's um, it's that issue, and and I think if you're a value player, I think you're going to make money in energy stocks. You know, there's still a play in some of those because money is not being spent uh, on developing those businesses, but they're still going to make. Uh, you still need them at the moment. So that to me is the fascinating panel. You know, I like to watch the uh, social media and the two sides have a go at each other.
So, yeah, still, still, still lots of things to talk about. That value energy play is a Bitcoin mm. classic. Oh, mm. David, all the finance textbooks I've ever read taught me that gold was an inflation hedge. Yep. Now, with inflation at its highest level in 30 or 40 years, gold is unchanged over the last year or the last 12 yep. months. Were my lecturers lying to me? No, you know, it's, it's, I was going to bring that up if you didn't. And the same thing we've seen in some of the cryptos as well. Uh, you know, Bitcoin has not performed the kind of um, performance that we thought it would. We haven't seen the gains that we thought we would when inflation starts. And we're getting an inflation number coming out um, uh, sometime this week. And that's what's really scaring markets at the moment. No one's, you know, no one's, uh, everybody's worried it's going to be a 7% number, uh, which is going to be the highest that we've seen in many, many years. So it's still scaring people. And yet gold has not done anything, nor have the crypto. So I, I gave up gold a long time ago. I gave up um, as a hedge a long time ago. And when I was involved in gold, it was mainly gold was actually fixed and started to, it was rising. I'm going back many, many years. But there we used to buy the mines for what they produced and how efficiently they produced it. You know, now it's a different kind of play, but uh, it hasn't performed the kind of uh, role that we thought it would. I'm, 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 I'm in line with you. I think you've got to, you've got to take this into consideration. It's, uh, it's a worry. Are there any safe haven assets these days? No, no. And that's a lesson. There are no safe haven assets. Every asset has a risk profile attached to it. If you buy bonds and rates go up, you lose money. If you buy equities and earnings fall, you lose money. You know, um, there's obviously the vice versa as well. So I think you've got to be very careful. And that's why um, when you've got money and when you put money away, you've got to treat it like a business and, and, and watch assets and don't be attached to anything. You know, don't don't come too attached to that. But it's a it's a very valuable point that you you know that you bring up uh, because so many people say, oh, you know, I'm a gold man or I'm this man and that. I think you you can't package yourself. You've got to be very open minded when it comes to investment.